you, sir, are a bad guy. I am the police. It's my job to stop and guys like, like you, the of the murderers, tip. rapists, killers. It's yeah. what I do. There may come a time when our paths cross. I'm gonna have to take you down. I won't like it, but I'll do it. Keeps me hot on my toes. toes. Where I gotta, I gotta be. <laughs> De Niro comes back. You know, there's a flip side to that coin. A friend of mine, Jimmy, once told me, never get attached to anything that you cannot walk out on in 15 seconds, seconds flat, flat if you spot the heat coming around the corner. And I also like guys like you that like guys like me because you keep me hot on my on toes. toes. Where I gotta, I gotta be. And you're right. Our pets, they may cross. I'm gonna have to take you down. I won't like it, but I will not. Nah, 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 nah. Hesitate. Great scene. You see, Phil, remember, if you remember, our question was, Our our mandate was to start the podcast with a classic scene from a movie or a comedy clip. I just combined them into one on my toes where I got to (laughs) be. Say what? (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) It's a classic Aerie Spears clip. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, we'll explain all this in just a moment. But for now, shall shall we start? Philip, are you... Good to go. Sound of a thing, them. Hey, 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 hey. Let, 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 let me hear a drum play. Watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them. Season settle, season settle. The best podcast in the world. Come and try your air metal. Ray. What happened to you, Dan? What happened there? It's just an exercise in breath control, Philip. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Doing Bows. It's your boy, Danny, that guy, aka. Oh, there's a new one. Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment. AKA, I'm done with these streets. Let me download some propriety information and use it for my political party's imaging. AKA, Did you see what's happening right now on the timeline? No, Dan, I've had a very busy day. Why did you catch me up? What's going on? In fact, hold on. Let me, let me do my intro first. Now, yeah. Let me do my intro. Yes, please. With the one and only, the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the unquestionable. The indistinguishable, the stamp my passportable Phil Chat, aka Flint Lost the Big Boss, baby, aka Pizza P, aka Sexington Lovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka DJ McCarthy, and of course, <clears throat> welcome back to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. Doing advice. We back, baby. How you doing? Listen, uh, podcasting is an art, Philip. You know, it's not. Mm. It's not for everyone. No, no, no. Um, it is no. available to everyone, but it's not for everyone. Mm, I, you know, um, it's been a tough few weeks for male podcasting. The, the hits yeah. just don't stop. You know, we're going to get to it later in the show. But first and foremost, you're going to tell us what's going on in the timeline. What's happening in the timeline, Dan? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, no, wait, so, hold, so, on. Let's, um, hold on. Let me, let me, let me do the official. <clears throat> We now cross over to Dan for our timeline report. Dan, give us the timeline traffic report for this afternoon. Thank you, Phil. Now, if you will recall, in our last episode, we reported that there was a new color in these streets. 
the color mm. being yellow. Now, of course, the political party that was represented by this yellow color was all up on the streets for the past week, encouraging people to register to vote. All right, Unfortunately, all right. some of the graphics that they chose to use in their messaging apparently belong to someone else. You want to hear more, you say? Well, don't you worry, because I have got the tea for you. There is an organization called Sold Dreams that make Mm. customized Zimbabwean hoodies. It's basically bright colors with the Zimbabwean or the shape of the Zimbabwean map on the back. And they sell these. They've been doing this for a couple of years on the timeline now. I I I believe they they gave us some merch. Didn't they give us some merch for some time? I think they offered to give us merch, but I don't okay. think we we okay. still need to. Yeah, we still need okay. to. Speak okay. to okay. I don't know, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, I mean, they're not a huge thing, but they've got themselves a little bit of a buzz going. Some people like the stuff that they make. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, it turns out that uh, CCC decided to use a picture of one of those hoodies, which was on a bright yellow background, and the messaging obviously registered to vote, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now they obviously came up in arms, saying, "Whoa, please, we are not affiliated to any political party." No, did we um, give you permission to use our intellectual property? Then they said, uh, actually, we downloaded it from one of those free images websites. So it looks like they may, they or someone else may have uploaded that image to, you know, those image sharing sites that are similar to like Shutterstock and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's like a whole bunch of other ones. So so just just so I'm clear, are you saying that um, Soul Dreams, the, 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 the fashion line, may have got their assets from this free platform or they created their own assets then they uploaded to the free platform what are you saying at this moment it is unclear which of those options is currently the case i mean a third particular option is someone else might have uploaded it and because they hadn't uh you know placed any copyrights internationally i don't know maybe it's uh, that's the situation i don't know it's currently unfolding on the timeline as we speak and i will be keen to see how it folds or how it turns out in the end it's just, I mean, even if legally they downloaded it from a website, it just doesn't look great. You know what I'm saying? Like, and why would the reminder. response not be just like, you know. Just another reminder, guys, if you are building a business, I, I know that these apps use it in their marketing messaging for you to pay that $7.99, $5.99 a month, whatever that may be. Use us and create your, your company logo, this and the third. Don't do it. What it, you so everything has a cost. You're either paying for that upfront or you're paying it on the back end. And this is, this reminds me of a, uh, an incident that happened, I think, two years ago, where a woman was building uh, a business. She approached someone on the timeline who was known to help with branding and so forth, and she paid them a substantial amount of money. I think it was like five thousand rand, maybe a little more. I think it was five thousand, ten thousand rand. I can't remember the figure to do, design a company logo. My man simply went onto onto Fiverr got a, a boilerplate logo for this type of business, just changed the name <laughs> and gave it to her. So at the time she was happy about this until she started mm. seeing, wait a minute, there are other companies that do the same thing I do with the same logo I have. And she started asking questions. And then the conversation continued to evolve. And then while this was going on, another person who had um, got on Canva and use one of the presets on Canva to start her company logo was up in arms because someone else also went on Canva, used the same presets to get their company logo. And guess what? They also had the same logo. And now she was like, hey, I started my company first, so I have dibs on this logo. Please use another logo. 
And they were like, no, I paid for Canva the same way. I paid for Canva the same way you did. It was my logo. And people that don't understand intellectual property started chiming in. And I found it very hilarious. But ultimately, the point is, guys, pay proper graphic designers who actually originate your work and don't use boilerplate templates because this is what's going to happen. And especially if, that's especially happens, if yeah. you're the second biggest political party in the country, just create original assets. You know what I mean? It might be a good no, idea. I don't, I, I don't think that's necessarily what happened here. So, okay. I just sent you the tweet. Take a look at it. Um, by the way, I don't think it's wrong to use those sites. In some cases, especially when you're starting out, you can go through that route. But obviously, you must know that you can't hold on to those assets and claim them as yours because they're part of the public domain and everyone uses them. Perhaps what you could do is use that as a placeholder until you raise enough money to hire a proper graphics designer to create your brand identity. That makes sense. You know what I mean? But don't just assume that, oh, I downloaded it on Shutterstock. Now it's mine because everyone can download it on Shutterstock. But on the yeah, flip side, Joba. okay, so you sent me the tweet, right? So, and, I, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Kuda and his team were involved in this because they work with Fazi closely. Even yep. though, you know, okay, it's it's six and a half, half a, and a half a dozen of the other. I can understand why a political party like the MDC would use um, um, an image with an open or creative commons license. I get it. Not ideal, but it's not. A, it's not the greatest look. That's what I was saying. It's, but like, it's mm. not. But because, but I can also understand why. Because they have no budget. But really, you guys yeah. should be generating your own assets. That this just shows how bad things are for for, for Cash City Cartel right now. The Cash City Cartel <laughs> is devoid of cash. <sighs> anyway, let's uh, let's move on, Philip. You know, we, we don't want people to think this is a politi- political co- podcast. Oh no, that's not my wedding. I mean, that's not my. Two Brooke Tumbo's talking points. That's my wedding planner. There we go. <clears throat> mm. um, as usual, Phil, let's start with Zimbabweans doing it big. So this week, we want to shout out two young Zimbabwean women that are leading the charge on social media um, and, you know, general visual media. Um, from the front, YouTube has recently named its YouTube Black Voices Creator Class of 2022. And there are two Zimbabweans featured in that class. Uh, those Zimbabweans are currently based in the United Kingdom, but we are referring to Cheryl Moyo and Petronella Kunzwa, who will be benefiting from the Creator Class of 2022 Black Voices Fund. Uh, they'll be working closely with YouTube to come up with content. They'll receive dedicated partner support and seed funding investment into the development of their channels. And uh, yeah, they're going, also going to be part of a development program. And, uh, you know, you, they will probably be in the algorithms and appear on people's, you know, recommended and explore pages. Mm, so congratulations mm, mm. to Cheryl Moyo and, and uh, Petronella Kunzwa. You want to see their work? Go look for them on YouTube. Um, let, me, let me point you in the direction of their Instagrams, and then you can find the YouTubes from there. Uh, Cheryl Moyo is Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L underscore Moyo. Um, she basically does educational content on her channel. It's supposed to be for fellow students in university, GTG. Uh, and then um, uh, Nella Grace, N-E-L-L-A-H-G-R-A-C-E. I think I follow her on Instagram, if I remember correctly. She is, um, I think she does, eee, let me not lie. Yes, she's been, she's also, it's, it's also a similar kind of educational thing because she's been sharing her journey on YouTube throughout medical school and mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like that. 
So yeah, so shout out to those two Zimbabwean queens doing their thing on YouTube and getting that uh, support from YouTube. And shout out to Greedy South. That's where I found the story on their website. Man, shout out, shout out to Godwin. I actually, actually bumped into Godwin while he was here. I was supposed to link up with him, but then like schedules just didn't align. But yeah, man, shout out, shout out to him. He's been doing so. In fact, Dan, we should get him on the show. You know, in fact, I think, I think, I think we should. I think we should. We should, we should get him on the show. He's, he's been blogging longer than I've been blogging. I remember him blogging from AU days. You know what I think? He would be a great, like, um, uh, like a regular person that we bring on. Just like, tell us what's happening in these streets. What are your eyes on right now? Or what's happening in the mm. music scene? You know, that kind of, like, correspondent. I think mm. we, should, we should absolutely bring him on. Definitely, definitely. I'll hit him okay, up. Okay, um, do you want to talk about coronavirus, Philip? Hey, I have the power in my hands. So for those of you who are wondering what's happening, I mean, this is not a coronavirus story, but um, we have just acquired some new equipment. Philip is still Ooh. in South Africa bringing the equipment back, so he's already using it. I thought we were going to unbox it together. We're going to make a YouTube video live on Instagram. You want me to, you want me to leave, cross the border with boxed <laughs> audio equipment in front of Zimmer officials? I mean, you've got a big enough bag, Philip. You just leave a couple of sneakers. No, Dan, I don't think you understand how big <laughs> the carry bag for this is. This is now my carry-on <laughs> luggage. I don't think, I think it's actually big. It's bigger than regulation. Well, anyway, I was looking forward to an unboxing video, but anyway. Mm. Hey guys, welcome got back some to new my podcasting channel. Equipment. Shout out to our patrons. Shout out to our patrons. The quality of the podcast is about to increase by 0.3%. What? <laughs> but yeah, not by that much, but by a lot. Anyway, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk coronavirus. Um, as it stands, um, okay, we are currently recording this on the 1st of February. So we don't have today's statistics yet. But yesterday's statistics tell us that uh, we have 206 new cases, uh, all local cases, and one death that have been reported. Um, in the previous 24 hours, the current rolling average is uh, 160. So it seems to be falling a little bit. Um, I think two things have happened. Oh yeah, let, let's talk about vaccination. Um, vaccination, right now we are sitting at 4.2 on the first dose, 4.2 million and 3.3 million on the second dose. Ah, it's moving very slowly, but um, you may have heard that uh, Zimbabwe has gone to, uh, was it level two or level one? I can't remember now. Mm. But, but um, I understand yeah, the curfew is now at midnight. Yeah, curfew is now midnight. Mm. And um, finally, clubs can, clubs can until, open. Finally, clubs can open again. Oh, until, because <laughs> we know they've been closed this whole time. Oh Until my 10 gosh. PM, that's when they can close. They've been adhering to the laws, you know, and I, I respect that. I respect that, you know. So um, apart from curfew being midnight to 5.30, um, school opens on the 7th of February. So that's going to be chaotic for a lot of people. Um, oh yeah, by the way, Phil, you know that very difficult thing that we had to go through of being quarantined when you come back into the country? Thankfully, yes, that's yes. been, yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's wonderful. no longer on the cards. Yeah. Oh, that that's I I that that really is a sigh of relief for all parties involved because we know yeah. that they were really sticking to it. Like the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of tourists that came on for December were all quarantined for fifteen days at the designated quarantine areas. 
There exactly. were no slippages. Nothing fell through the cracks, Dad. Nothing. <laughs> did you see the did you see the measures that are over there by uh, your part of the world? No, do tell. Do tell. I, I want to confirm because, you know, when you see something on social media, you need to... Uh, need to be careful. So lockdown level. I understand that there was an adjusted lockdown level one. Let me just, before I lie. So the new, uh, the new lockdown regulations in South Africa are as follows. Let me know if you find one that's interesting. If you test positive with no symptoms, you do not have to isolate. If you test positive with symptoms, the isolation period, isolation period has been reduced from 10 to seven days. And, mm. uh, Contacts do not have to isolate unless they develop symptoms. Are you reading? You reading this from the official side? This is official. Official. I'm reading this from a newspaper, Business Tech, South Africa. Ah, then Business Tech. I've never heard of <laughs> these guys in my life. I've never heard of <laughs> Business Tech you. in my. I've never heard of Business okay, Tech okay, in my life. Okay, okay, okay. Let me read it directly from the Presidency, South Africa, Twitter feed. Okay, let's see. Let's see that. <clears throat> Those who test positive with no symptoms do not have to isolate. If you test positive with symptoms, the isolation period has been reduced from 10 to 7 days. Contacts do not have to isolate unless they develop symptoms. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so these guys saw what the CDC was doing. I was like, hold my beer. <laughs> so at, at this juncture, what's the point of taking PCR tests anymore? Like, why are we even getting tested in the first place? But on a serious note, Dan, like during this trip, I just realized how much money is being made. So funny enough. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the amount of COVID capitalism is real. So the, the place I normally get tested at, I went there because it's just down the road from my house. I went there and they were like, oh, we're out of tests. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. So I, I'd spoken to someone and they were like, you know what, Phil, actually go to this place. They provide um, PCR tests within an hour, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I dope. I go there. Wonderful. Nice facility. Drive through, Dan. Like you literally don't even get out of your car. You stop your car. They come out. They take the swab. They tell you to come back in an hour. You can even wait. And they email you the results and they give you the printout. And great service. And then one of the things I realized is when I'm looking at the document, guess who the authorizing doctor who approved my test was? Mm -hmm. DJ Biscuit. Ah, yes, I, I got a test from him as well. <laughs> and then I was just like, suck a nipple again, I'm out of here. And the thing is, so it's such a, it's mandated, you have to do it. And it's just people getting test after test the whole day, every day, all day, every day. And no, keep in mind, 50, like. 50 don't be, 60 don't be just. Ga, ga, yeah, ga, ga. keep in mind, hmm. there are people yeah, who are yeah. taking like lateral flow or rapid tests. It's so bad in America, they're not just sending them out because there was a massive shortage. Mm-hmm. And we know people from the UK that came with like 20, 30, 40 tests, getting tested almost every day because they know they're going to be out, but they, they, they want to be responsible. They don't want to get their family sick with the standard third. And I'm just like, all this is money being made, money being spent. You land at the airport. They take all the... They take your details, where you're staying, what 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 seat you're on, who you're sitting next to. Not once have I got a phone call. Not once have I been told, yo, the guy in, in 14B is symptomatic. Just be wary. Not then. Have you ever been called or emailed? Philip, do you want us to be, do you want, do you want people to call us to be banned from Spotify? Like, hello? <laughs> 
No, well, we'll the get to that. Going but <laughs> as, as far as I can tell, Spotify are doubling down. They're like, listen, <laughs> we spent a hundred million over here. <laughs> and right. You can shut up. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, my we'll point. Get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> but one thing I have been noticing. So, um, yes, as Dennis alluded, I'm in Mzanzi. I'm in Mzanzi, an undisclosed location, and. You know, I thought I thought COVID was a myth in Arare. It is even more mythical here in Mzanzi. Dan, COVID is Narnia over here. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. I went to one place the other Aslan, day. I, I went to Turkish I, delight. I, you know what? I went to one place, so like a friend invited me to spot open air venue, chilled vibes. I was like, hey, this is my type of, this is the first time I'd gone out in three years, almost two and a half, three years. I was like, dope. Mm. Loved it. Following night. They're like, come through to this place. Once again, open air environment. I'm like, you are speaking my kind of language. Because ultimately, as much as I want to be safe, life has to go on. I'm kind of in the industry. I kind of need to start attending events, seeing what the culture is going and so forth. So I'm like, I bet I come through. So the venue I go to, they have like two sections. Um, the best way I can describe it, it's like, you know, if you go to Queen of Hearts, there's Queen of Hearts, the the open air area. And then there's like that small box where the karaoke is done for like the secret bar at, at Queen of Hearts, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, imagine- It's called, is it, is, not, is it not called Queen of Clubs? Queen of Clubs. So imagine well, like we, you, you anyway. get to Queen of Hearts, you get a Queen of Hearts, chilled vibes, Dan. Chilled this, this, you know, just an, an easy playlist. Ding, ding, ding. People are enjoying their drinks. There's shisha. There's, you know, not the music. The music isn't fast paced enough to dance, but, you know, people are having conversations, just, you know, ambiance. And then to the left at Queen of Clubs, this closed, very congested environment. It is absolute bedlam. Dan, it is so packed. You can't dance. People can't move. There's so much energy. It's almost like a mosh pit. It was, no one is wearing a mask, by the way. And there's a guard there, like blocking the gate, but everyone is just walking in and out. So I even get to the gate. I'm like, yo, my man, what's going on? This is long. That's where the DJs are. And I look in and it's just crazy. And he's like, no, just break me off some. I'll let you in. I'm like, nah, nah, dude. I'm just, I'm just going in and going. I said, ah, that's fine, cool. Cause you know, I've got away with, I've got away with security. You know, I just, I, I know how to relate to them. He lets me in. I walked, I walked two steps in. I could see the COVID in the air, Dan. I could see it. It was there. I could, I, I could see the Omega variant. I was like, nope. <laughs> and I went back out. But, and I kid you not, I go back and sit. So I'm sitting about 10 meters from this entrance, right? So I can see people going in and out, but it's such a closed off environment. Like I can, I can kind of hear the music being played there, but I'm in a place where the, the energy level is much lower. It's much chilled. And I'm seeing people coming out, people shirtless who have fainted, being carried out. I'm seeing people who are fighting, still fighting as they get dragged out of this area. People going back in. It was ridiculous. And in my mind, I'm like, COVID doesn't exist over here. These people know nothing of this disease. Nothing. At this point, Philip, it's not even surprising. People, but- people are, are having full-on concerts and... Pla- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so, but, but that, anyway, but that brings me to a, a a question I've been asking myself, and a question I'd love to ask you. Because, as much as people are trying to find vaccines, and there's there's all these new treatments coming out, it doesn't look like COVID is going anywhere for various reasons. It's not going anywhere. This is this is 
for lack of a better term, and I hate it, but it's true, the new normal, right? Mm-hmm. At, at which point do we admit defeat? And we're like, okay, COVID is here. How do I live with it and still maintain quality of life? Because I, in the beginning, I was extremely fearful. I remember my girlfriend came down. I put her in quarantine in an Airbnb. Now, I mean, I remember. I, I didn't hug her for 10 days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I bought two, two containers. Oh, yeah. In fact, we were living together. You remember? I had two containers of our end of day bags of just supplies just in case like something popped off. I never left the house. We were washing our groceries. That's not sustainable. <laughs> I remember. Right? So I now, remember. <laughs> now fast forward two and a half years. How do we get back to living a good quality life? A, a life that we can enjoy. Because life is, life is depressing as it. Life is stressful. Life is tiring. People need to socialize. People need to have a good time. How do we do that while still stay quote unquote safe? Is that even, is that even possible? So one thing I think that to answer that question, I think one thing that a lot of people really like had a big stumbling block over or they, they really couldn't get over this. Every, all the measures that were put in place, none of them were 100% safe. Mm-hmm. So the issue is if you have a sliding scale and let's say we demarcate it using percentage levels, either something's 100% safe or it's 0% safe. Nothing is 100% safe. Even if you sit in your house and lock all your doors, there's still chances of airborne from your neighbor and whatever. I mean, it's a low chance, but it still exists. So nothing is 100%. But you could be 99% safe or 90% safe or even 70 or 50 as opposed to 0 or 12 or 25. So people were like, masks don't work. Well, a mask will take you maybe from, and I don't know the exact figures, so don't quote me on this, but a mask might take you from 10% to 30%. So that's a, that's a jump that's worth taking on because it increases your chances of being safe. It's like if I were to ask you, Phil, if 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 you were to play a game where you have 1% chance of dying and 99% chance of winning a billion dollars, you know, you might think about it. Like, you might die. Ah, uh, Squid Game, my game. But it's I'm unlikely. Going full, I'm going full Squid Game. Full Squid what Game. If we increase, what if we increase the likelihood? What if it's 10% chance that you'll die? Or 90% chance you'll win a billion dollars. Then the only time I'm thinking some, about it is if it's a 99 one. Then I'm like, you know what? Yeah. But then I'm, then I'm also even asking, some, like, some okay, people, how do I die? People. Like, is it a quick death or is it is a it long, painful, painful yeah, death? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, am I dying so on that glass you, bridge? <laughs> <laughs> so some people might say, e- even 10% chance is too much for me. I'm not playing. Whereas others, they risk themselves every day to try and get that dinero, dinero. So I think it's the same with COVID. Everything you do depends on how much risk. It's never 100% or zero. And people are always like, ah, masks. Or you guys said that we mustn't shake hands, but we're still in each other's company. Yes, I mean, shaking hands doesn't, it increases the risk. Not shaking hand doesn't mean you're safe. It just means it decreases the risk, right? So you can still get sick. So to answer your question right now, as in how do we still maintain that quality of life while also trying to stay safe? Each person has to determine how much risk they're willing to take. So for example, let's say you feel, you know what, I do want to go out and spend some time, but going to a nightclub where we are enclosed in the middle of the night with a bunch of sweaty people breathing out hard and no ventilation, that's too risky for me. But I wouldn't mind going to Queen of Hearts and sitting outdoors and having a couple of drinks with people around. You know, so it's like, it's like, what way on the scale of risk are you willing to go? You might still get sick, but there's a lesser likelihood. 
And there's also lesser likelihood of you infecting other people. So I feel like we all have to kind of find a way on the scale we are. For me, I feel like I'm okay with doing things outdoors. It doesn't matter if there's people around. Uh, you know what? At this point, I'm kind of like, I'm willing to take that risk. But big crowds, going to a, 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 an enclosed space, no ventilation, big crowds. Nah, you know what? I'm still cool on that. Yeah. And uh, I so you've answered for yourself, but I'm also just thinking of like other people because ultimately a lot of the people that I I see or I speak to, these are intelligent people. I don't deem these people to be stupid. I don't deem them to be selfish or completely selfish. I don't deem them to be very narrow-minded. But like some of the rationale doesn't make sense to me. And it was through that thought process, I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to start putting myself in their shoes. Maybe I need to start seeing things from there. Because like, mm-hmm. I would be scared mm-hmm. as hell. Like, I'm not going, okay, I'm no. Ah, never being safe. And it, it, it almost became like a running joke amongst our circle of friends. They are, Phil, when it comes to COVID, Phil is a double mask, that type of thing. Even on the plane, I was double masked. And other people were, were looking at me like, I'm crazy. I'm like, oh, I'm not trying to get sick Which is another trick that I did. So Dan, you know, like what I did on the plane? Is I figured out, I figured out, like I figured this out. You know, like when you go to a restaurant, there's that wall, that aircon wall that's at the door that stops the cold air from escaping and the hot air from coming in. Mm-hmm. I figured I could create one of those for COVID. So I, I managed to, once again, sweet talk. And I sweet talked the lady at the desk. I got myself an emergency aisle seat and I had the whole road to myself. So I sat down and then I turned on all those air nozzles and I pointed them. They created like a perimeter around my body. So that if anyone did have the vid and the filter didn't pick it up, it wasn't getting through. You know what I'm saying? Thinking, Dan. <laughs> so about thinking. Yes, genius. I mean, you know, if it was only you who was, you know, if you were Fauci, we wouldn't have had any COVID in the world. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Phil Fauci, fam. Phil Fauci. What you need to do is when you get on the plane, oh. turn on the nozzles. <laughs> please, please, uh, please, please end the segment since you have the fancy equipment. I was doing the DJ thing, you know, when they when they fade in that. Yeah. Killed it. Killed it, mm-hmm. Philip. Call and response. No, wait, Dan. <laughs> no, call and response. Dan. Sing the part. I'm serious. It's real. Okay, there's a couple of things to talk about very quickly. Um, first of all, Nematambudzigo to you and all other men. Um... The privilege of being Rihanna's first baby daddy is now off the table. Ah, uh, no, Dan. I st- I, I, I I'm st- celebrating. I'm celebrating. I was still holding out hope. Um, you know, it, it's so weird. <sighs> okay, you know what? I, I I get it, but I don't get it. I understand people being invested in celebrities' lives. Granted, I don't think our podcast would be as successful as it is without people being invested in celebrities' lives because people come here for the for the news, right? So we benefit from from this this mentality. And we appreciate yes. that. But at the same time, on the one side, men that are complaining about Rihanna with Asa Brooke, you never had a chance. <laughs> if I can see your tweets, How do you if, know, I, Phil? if I can see your <laughs> tweets and I go to your profile and it says, this person follows you, Phil. You never <laughs> had, a, I'm telling you, no one who's smashing Rihanna is following me. That's just a fact. 
Well, First I don't know, Phil. It's a pretty long list. It's a pretty long list. We can't know for sure. <laughs> the, the second thing is, on the flip, on the other side, we've got women who are obviously, except Rocky, he's done some things that I don't agree with. Personally, okay, let's, 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 let's tell the full story from what people are most upset about is apparently he once said that he doesn't think dark skinned women can pull off red lipstick. No, no, no. Um, it's more than the that. Way he, the way he phrased it. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. So there's that story. There's the Ian Connor yep. story, which is Ian Connor um, had rape allegations. ASAP Rocky went out of his way to defend him. Um, in front of Ebro on 197, there's the the incident where it was at Oxford, was it Oxford or Cambridge? I can't remember. Where they were speaking about Black Lives Matter, and ASAP Rocky basically said, "Yo, I I'm not concerned with that. That's not my business. I'm about getting this money." Basically, a middle finger to to the Black Lives Matter movement, and that's what what, what really affected me. Then there was also another member of the ASAP mob that was accused of rape, and I think ultimately was is is under trial right now. And ASAP did not denounce or speak out against it. So he's got a, a long list of questionable behavior. I, I might even say slightly deplorable behavior and slightly deplorable attitudes. So it's not just about being I, I would say, Philip, I would say like those things, a lot of them are, hmm. I wouldn't be friends with that person, but it's very difficult for you to call, to like put a tag like deplorable. Even questionable is strong. Um, the, but anyway, that's the, I suppose that's Wait, besides the point. The let's fact look you're about to, to talk about people who feel entitled because he, because there's people who felt whatever way about him. Yeah, exactly. But I, I would say that's the same thing. Like if I'm not going to be a friend with you, it's because like, and it's deplorable is deserving strong condemnation, completely unacceptable. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't say if deplorable is a 10, I'd say ASAP is like a seven. Maybe an eight on a bad day. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just some questionable, questionable politics. Yeah. We'll put it that way. So, but once again, um, because he spends so much time in, in the public light, he, it might just be an amalgamation of bad quotes. You know, we all say things that we regret. And when you have a microphone or a platform that's always in your face, Sometimes your worst moments become amplified because you're a public figure and that's the cost yep. of fame. So even if that's the case, he might actually behind closed doors, he might be treating Rihanna like an absolute queen. And the, on the flip side is Rihanna has done very well for herself um, as a businesswoman. She's a, she's a billionaire. So we'd hope and assume that she's able to cherry pick who she allows into her space and her life. Because she has the option to be like, yo, I'm Rihanna. What are you doing? You know what I mean? And of course, as we know, Phil, you know, women who are successful have never made the mistake of picking trash men. Never. Never. That would never happen. Uh, also, okay, just to say, um, when I say these things, uh, I'm not trying to... I, I, I'm not trying to say ASAP Rocky's a good man. I don't know. In fact, I would probably bet money that he's got lots of questionable things that we don't know about. That he's probably kind of a shady person. But the point of me saying that was, we actually don't know him. We are making, like you said, we are making judgments or whatever based on news bites and headlines. But even then, even if that's the case, 
I can understand, like you said, Phil, people being interested in people's relationships or people's lives, like, wow, Rihanna's dating that guy, weird. Or other people saying, damn, I wish Rihanna would find someone else because I want someone better for her. I can, I can understand that to a certain extent. What I can't understand is people who are genuinely like, no, how could she do this? How could she date him? No, Rihanna, what do you do? Like, whoa. <laughs> no, guys, but, but that's whoa. A, so <laughs> calm down. That's that's that that no, that's due to social media projection. Because people project and they're like, Rihanna has become a figure to people, and they now imbue their values onto that figure because they want that figure to reflect whatever values they've imbued upon them. Not what, because how dare Rihanna become a self-actualized person with her own wants and needs and likes? No, 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 no. You need to have our likes. It's the same thing with the beehive and how Beyonce even said, stop insulting my husband. That's the father of my children. And the beehive were like, foot second. We will do what we want. <laughs> well, it's like, well, you saw what happened with uh, Janet Jackson and, and her documentary that came out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Guys, like, it's, it's, time, it's time to forgive Justin Timberlake, guys. And they were like, no. Nope. With all due respect, Queen. <laughs> no. no. The, the best one was, <laughs> or, or the best one was, Janet said forgive Justin, but Britney didn't. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 okay, this one maybe I kind of agree with. Nicki Minaj and her husband. See, which, is, which, is, like, which is another thing. And then there's all these false equivalencies because I did see a bunch of people saying, well, guys, we need to understand that all our queens are birds because Beyonce's with, with, with the camel lips. Okay. Rihanna's marrying ASAP and Nicki married a pedophile. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Guys, 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 guys. Do you guys. realize how wild that statement is? Yeah. <laughs> All our queens are birds. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, guys, what guys, one of them is in court is different fighting a felony charge. The other two have made mistakes. You know what I mean? Not the same. Not the same. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that, you know, that's not actually, that's not our main talking points. I just wanted to pass on my no, condolences actually, to all of you. It, it, I, I, I'd actually put it down in the This Week in Hotep segment, Dan. I don't know if you, if you saw that. Oh, well, I saw it over here in Corona Watch, but, you know. No, let me, let me load it up now. There was a video I saw that was very, very, very poignant. Poignant. Very poignant. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, Dan, our leaders has spoken on this issue. An official statement has been released by Dr. Uma regarding um, ASAP Rocky and Rihanna's babies. Are you ready for it? Wow. Here we go. Wow. Wow. That's right. I want y'all to stay together and make strong black babies. I want y'all to stay mm. together and make strong black babies. That's right. So, mm. yes. I mean, that's important too. <laughs> There's a second right, the second statement real things here. a second statement. Yeah, I ain't mm-hmm. cry again. Hold on. <laughs> okay. He's not crying, by the way. He's not crying. He's not crying. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm back. 
Musozi cha hiyo mdara. It's understandable. I mean that's you know Rihanna is a she she seems to be a very lovely woman. Did you ever watch the day drinking episode with Seth? Oh yeah, Seth man, that was, that was hilarious. That, that was hilarious. Oh, it was cool. Right? It was dope. It was like, damn, I'd love to hang out with her. Just like, you know, have some drinks and like I, I promise Queen I wouldn't even hit on you. We just have some drinks, have some laughs. Won't even ask for a selfie. And then we dip. I feel like it'll be fun. Um, speaking of inappropriate advances towards uh, other people that are recorded in uh, podcasts. Well, advances is the wrong word. But anyway, um, do you recall, Philip, um, some months ago when uh, during a podcast, a certain South African man decided to uh, vehemently claim that uh, Queen Bonang Mateba was uh, on drugs? I do indeed, yes. We, we spoke about it on the podcast, if you recall correctly. Yeah, and the, the funny part, if you remember that original clip, it was him and his boy. And the boy mm-hmm. kept saying, my man, shut up. My man, <laughs> stop man, talking. Please, please shut up. And he was like, no, no, I know it. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. I was there. And my man was like, come on, <laughs> shut up. And lucky for stop my man, when the lawsuit came, he wasn't renamed. <laughs> It was just my man's and my man's alone. <laughs> and if you recall, he, he, so, he dropped. So, he had, but no, no, he had to drop. Remember, he dropped two apologies. He had to drop the video apology, and then Bonang yep. was like, "I'm not happy with that apology. Apologize again." And my man had to apologize <laughs> again. <laughs> apologize like you mean it. <laughs> you know, you know, you mess up, and your mom's like, "No, no, no, say sorry." Yeah, now say sorry like you mean it. So, um, so uh, Bonang was like, "No, nah, it's cool. I'll see you in court." And then she posted up, uh, obviously, the summons, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, it went to court. I mean, I'd forgotten about it until I saw Bonang posted. Oh yeah, the, so the court case is done. I won. Um, the wheels of justice have slowly. Paid me three hundred. <laughs> with, with this man, uh, his name is Reagopani. He has to pay uh, three hundred thousand rand damages mm-hmm. for just talking out the side of his neck. I mean, it's less than I thought it would be, but then at the same time, they probably consider the person's worth, right? So, <laughs> my, um, man's, my man is going to be in debt for all of his life. Ndwana, <laughs> <laughs> over some characters. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter fingers, huh? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, so, so he, even though he had apologized back then and whatever, he recently, I mean, just after the news came out, he put out a video in which he said, uh, you, you guys think I'm paying? I'm not paying anything. Oh, hmm? oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, he still wants to act brother. He put out a video saying, he still wants to act brother because he's dead. <laughs> then he tweeted, I would much rather burn every single rand that I will ever make in my entire life than give it to that other queen of yours. I will literally set it on fire. <sighs> is, it, is, it, <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it drugs? Is, is it like the attention... What is it? I Dan? think you know what happened. You know what happened. Mm-hmm. I think prior to this incident, there were maybe 200, 300 listeners. Then the Bonang situation happened. Then now they were like 2,000, 3,000. Why is that? <laughs> and then it just, you know, it's like, wow, maybe this is the route I should take. But you're not really thinking about, even if you get those listeners, how long will it take you to make 300K? Anyway, so my man has to pay 300,000 Rand, um, but he says he won't. And I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, well, to be fair, and in, I, I can understand why, because normally what's going to happen is they'll attach property, but if you don't have property or assets, then 
what they're going to do, attach your mom's property. And then next thing you're in jail, serving time for being stupid. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. When you could have just not. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you, you could have just not. And then when you did, you could have just said, sorry. But anyway. Bonang says she doesn't want the money. She's going to take all that money and donate it to a charity through her Bonangwa Foundation. She says this is just a lesson that y'all shouldn't just talk out the side your neck. You know what? What are we thinking? Clearly, I think I, I, I'm trying to pause my words very carefully because I fall into the subset. But Dan, we 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 need to start dealing with male podcasters. I think there needs to be some sort of like a you know like the you need a driver's license, you need a podcasting license. Mm-hmm. I think so. Like because, you have to pass a certain bar of cause, yeah. Because all these all these Tom, Dick, and Harrys, I mean, they're messing up the game for us now. Because now we we're now classified with them. You know what I mean? It's embarrassing, Philip. It's embarrassing. Speaking of people who are suing for defamation, we saw another high-profile case this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, our, our queen of coronavirus herself is getting real. It's getting real. Ow. I can't think of any other ad-libs she uses. Um, Cardi B. <laughs> she also won a lawsuit for defamation against a YouTuber by the name of Tasha K. Um, mm. see what, what, what happened was Tasha K was on her YouTube talking about, Hey, Cardi B was a, a hoe, a prostitute, uses drugs. GGG. Oh, I think mm. the one that really hurt was Cardi B has herpes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Cardi was like, okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go to the judge. And, uh, now YouTuber Tasha K needs to pay Cardi B 1.5 million US dollars in punitive damages. And an additional one million for general damages, such as pain and suffering or reputational injury, and an additional one point three million in litigation expenses, and an additional two hundred fifty thousand in medical expenses. Did you see Tasha K's response video? Mm-mm, what did she say? People live in a different world. Then I've 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 now realized, especially this pandemic, that. People live in a very, very different world to the world we live in. In fact, let me play for you. Let me play for some of you. So, mm, okay. so, so. In fact, let me let me start from the beginning. It's it's it's, it's long. I'm not gonna play all of it. I, I could only stomach about three and a half minutes of it, but it's very mm-hmm. illuminating. So Tasha K is in a studio. It's 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 accentuated by various alcohols and a very large microphone. <laughs> Once again, the. Why? You know what? We need to, you know, we need to start treating microphones like we treat bullets. If you don't have a gun license, you can't buy one. Because it's mm-hmm. getting out of hand, Dan. Mm-hmm. Too many people have microphones in front of them, and it's a problem. But anyway, this is Tasha K's response after the, the jury. This is from five days ago. So she's gathering herself. Deep in hell. Really breeding. All right. These last four years fighting this conspiracy case have been extremely challenging, and yet I wouldn't change 
a single thing about any of it. Mm. I've learned so much. Every moment was incredibly powerful and insightful. Mm. The Mm. verdict handed Mm. down on Monday was no shock to myself, Mm. my husband, or my legal team. This this woman talking like her son was on trial for (laughs) murder, bruh. (laughs) She thinks she Rodney King right now. She thinks she Rodney King. Anyway, let's continue. The verdict handed down on Monday was no shock to myself, my husband, or my legal team. We are prepared and we were prepared for this challenge from the beginning. Prepare for the worst, as we said. We called bluff against a machine that wanted to bully me for not okay, waiting well, for my it. personal beliefs. Hold on, Danny. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. corporate interests to protect prostitution, drug use, promiscuity, and to glorify the violence that wrecks havoc on our society and in our neighborhoods. And to glorify... It's sold to our children as the it factor. Yo, the real pandemic is people not being able to take their L's. Why are people... <laughs> Imagine being so far... Your head is so far up your ass, Dan. Like, Rhea and this woman, they need to, they need to meet. Like, I'm pre- I don't think so, Philip. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, like, if, if two assholes that large came that close together, it would form a black hole that would suck in all the red pillars at one time. You know what I mean? And by red pillars, I don't mean a, a pillar as in a standing thing. I mean, people that take the red pill. You know, you know those people that believe, you man, you got to stay woke, yes, man. Yes. You're trying to get it, it's man. <laughs> then it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. The people, the people that was a, prostitution. That was a clever, clever statement because red pillars and like the celestial kind of, yeah, yeah. I see what you were doing there. Mm. Um, but I refuse to believe that these people are that delusional. I think they are doubling down in the hopes that this will increase their listenership, increase their news um, presence, all of that, without really thinking that the consequences are that real. I think no. that's where the delusion comes in, that they think... No. Carry on, carry on, I'll counter. Yeah, so I was going to say, I, I don't think that they think they're in the right. I think they know that if I say the wildest thing possible... I will get more subscribers and more viewers. And that's good, right? And I mean, come on. Is that really serious? I said some trash and now I have to pay several million dollars. That don't make no damn sense. (laughs) Ha ha, lol. I feel like that's where the delusion comes in. That's what I think. So I'm sorry, you can't be that stupid. No, I think think what's going on here is they realize they've taken the L and they're like, okay, Dado Ruza. Well, you know what? Let me assume that these are People with at least a modicum of of mental acuity, they've realized I'm taking mm-hmm. my L. I my, the L is an L. I've already lost the game. I need to go down swinging because whatever I can milk out of this decreases the amount of loss I'm going to take financially because I've already lost the money. And I lose, I've got to pay it some way or somehow. I've got to declare bankruptcy, mm-hmm. do this in the third for the rest of my life. Now I'm dodging the IRS because the IRS is like you. There's money owed over here. Show us your assets. So I might as well make as much as I can. And the best way to do it is, as we're going to discuss later in this, like with Joe Rogan, is to double down 
and to feed into the tribalism that has become so pervasive on social media. So you're no longer just um, Tasha K, the gossip blogger. You're Tasha K, the black QAnon. You know what I mean? The leader of the group that are fighting against the machine. Because mm, it's peace. Like, I'm pretty sure she mentioned Pizza Gate in this, this speech. I didn't go that far, but I'm pretty sure. Like, she was, she, was, she was hitting all the touch points. I'm pretty sure Pizza Gate was one of the talking points. <laughs> but, okay, let this be a lesson. All right, you know what? Once upon a time, if you and I were talking, Phil, and then we said, okay, let's not use ourselves as examples. But when I was in school, someone came up to me and said, Do you know that Ciara is a man? Yeah, I know. Rishua. Just look at her video, that one. Da, 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 da. You can see a bulge. You see, when you say that, there are probably not going to be any consequences because you told one, two, maybe 10 people. <laughs> when social media happened, people now got audiences and they're talking the same as if they were talking to people next to them. Now, now, EA Ciara Watcher heard what you said. Ciara heard your words calling her a man. So then now what? So she must just say, ah, funny. Uh, if she was in front of you, would you have said it? Probably not. What if she, what if you know she's going to hear your Instagram reel or your podcast or whatever? Would you still say it? I mean, you probably wouldn't think to say it, but just because there's been no consequences, people want to say whatever they want. And don't get me wrong. I, I feel like, I feel like it should be okay to make fun of public figures. It should be okay to say, ha, that person's funny or they act funny or they act weird or whatever. But when you say they definitely have herpes, when you have no proof of that, when you say that person does drugs, even if everyone knows that they do drugs, but you don't have proof, I mean, you're just bringing it up on yourself. So just don't be silly, man. Don't be stupid. Social media is going to be the death of some of y'all. And then what I was going to say is, of course, Tasha K is by no means the only person who talks like that on YouTube. YouTube is full of people saying all kinds of wild stuff. I hope she's an example. That's, that's but I, it. I think, sadly, I think she... <laughs> I, sadly, I think she's going to be the example the other way. I think people are going to be like, what? That's how you get news coverage? Then people are going to start saying the wildest things they can think of. <sighs> There's a saying from my youth that used to go, don't say the right thing on the wrong day. Mm. And what that meant was, yeah, crack jokes. Because as you know, Dan, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a joke cracker. I like to crack my jokes. But the person that would say that would be like, one day, your joke... It's not going to be that funny to me. And there were days when that joke wasn't that funny to that person. And I said the, the right thing on the wrong day and I got a right hook. Reminds me of uh, my time in high school. There was a joke that was going around where a response to every single thing that people would say, we were like, uh, it was funny <laughs> until I said it to fish. <laughs> everyone who everyone went to my high school remembers fish. Fish didn't play like that. Mm-hmm. Fish oh, yeah. didn't play. He was like chased me. He chased me around the whole school at least two or three laps. <laughs> I ain't, that, that was my cross country day. <laughs> the whole time I was like, Fish, I'm, I was joking. Fish, I was joking. <laughs> no, but Danny, my got. man heard nothing. Dan, you only could see was after, red. No, Dan, after the first lap, when you knew my man wasn't giving up, <laughs> why couldn't you stand uh, up like a man and be like, uh, okay, okay, we're not uh, bumpers. Uh, you didn't know you. I, you didn't know fish, Philip. You're saying that because you didn't know fish. Then I went. Fish okay. had repeated several times. <laughs> I went to school. I know. Screw it. He's a, he's a grown man now. I went to school with this man called Mahuna. Now Mahuna <laughs> was, as you know, then I, I am quite uh, a large man in stature. 
this man dwarfed me. And I call him a man. Because when I was 14, he I think he was 16 because he used to repeat. But the thing is, he repeated. And he, that, whenever that was, he repeated- That was the situation with I, 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 I don't know what was going on at home. But I think whenever he repeated, his father made him go do bench presses. Because this nigga was- <laughs> This dude was balding. Balding. Like his hairline was back here in high school, my guy. Balding. Huge. Mm. <laughs> but when, when push came to shove, <laughs> ah, it was swinging. <laughs> my man was in school paying school fees. <laughs> <laughs> my man the headmaster was like the headmaster would be like okay Mr. Ona, I don't want to do this but I have to so do you mind bending over so I can give you just like <laughs> sir <laughs> sir <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my Ona, wherever he's at man that was, uh, that was my dude though <laughs> but fish was cool people so fish was cool people my man couldn't finish school but he was cool people <laughs> you asshole <laughs> As all. I'm not I'm not trying to say that in a shady way. I just you know, some people just aren't academically inclined. They have <laughs> other skills and and you know anyway. <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about some something something we touched on in our last episode, and I was actually called out, Phil. And you know what? I think the person's right. So last week we spoke about Takura's new music video, mm-hmm. Arore. In my opinion, great song, great video. However, this became a huge uh, a huge uh, debate on social media. In fact, there were two very large Twitter spaces that were opened because of this room, uh, both of them insulting the other. Here's what happened. Okay, Takura puts out a music video, Harore. The, the, the starting um, lady, his love interest in this video is a young lady by the name of Mudiwa. Um, some people were like, specifically one person by the name of Tanya, who is very vocal on uh, issues to do with feminism and so on. She said, no shade to the woman involved. But why is it that Takura seems to have a lot of videos with really young girls? And that led to a discussion, which was, is this not contributing to um, the culture of child marriages um, and basically the fetishization and general inappropriate attraction towards young girls that seems to be pretty common in Zimbabwe? Um, of course, many people felt very offended by this because Takura is their fave and they wanted to, to defend him. And then others were like, no, but you're not getting the point. And it, was, it just created a huge fight. Takura himself got involved uh, by basically saying, hey, clout is out on these streets. Maybe someone is looking for clout. In fact, Takura actually went on radio to address this issue, by the way, uh, in which he said, bro, I didn't think of it. I just made a video. I found a model who I thought would do well. She was actually in a previous video, but her scenes were cut. So we kept her in mind for the next video. And uh, she did, in my opinion, she did a great job. The video was great. Cool. Oh, you missed out the part um, about so the fake tweet. So that's the situation tweet. we're in. You, you missed out the part where she posted the fake tweet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I, I, did, I didn't see it. I just, I kept seeing everyone, to, everyone talking about a fake tweet, but I never saw it. Do you, do you mind telling me what, what did it say? What was it? <sighs> Basically, there was a fake tweet. That was to the effect, I'm not going to repeat its contents because it, it was basically implying that Takura deliberately seeks out young girls. Okay. And that's when he responded so, in saying, I need to get a lawyer. So the, the reason I was called out is because someone told me, Dan, each time you say that you know the people involved, you refuse to talk about a situation. And here's one situation again, there was something to talk about and you didn't say anything. First of all, at the time, I didn't think there was anything to say because mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was going to be that controversial. I've said this to you before, Dan, but it's fine. Yeah, but I mean, you you do the same as well. You'll be like, well, I can't speak on this because we know inside information because no, we know the people. Well, that's different now. 
so this wasn't about inside information. This was just about sharing your opinion. So, yeah, okay. And it, within it's that- It's a bit difficult because- mm. Yeah, w- w- within that, obviously, even like even I was blind. And even in retrospect, I do see it as a problem. I do, I do see like the child marriage thing as a problem. <sighs> I get it, but I also don't get it because inherently a lot of music video culture- not only in Zim, but globally is problematic for, for various reasons. Women are often degraded and mistreated in music videos across the board, right? So I, I was not aware of this girl's age. I knew she was young. But um, how old is she again? Just to confirm, since, since you know. I believe, I, I believe she's either turning 19 or 19. So ultimately... I, I don't know the exact age. Yeah. Ultimately, in as much as it's a... Hmm, you know what I mean? Even even for argument's sake, let's say someone Takura's age was dating this girl or any girl of that age, 19. I would look at it and go, hmm. It's a little the, iffy. We, did, we had this discussion on it, the podcast it doesn't, before. Does, it, doesn't look, it doesn't look right in the light, but it's not illegal. Now, there are cultural mores. at the same mores, time. So people yes. are trying to adjust cultural mores and say, guys, this is unacceptable. And I even understand. Like these days, I even struggle. And I've, we've discussed on the podcast. I even struggle to date people that are more than six years younger than me because I'm like, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So there's that. But in terms of a, a music video, which is a, a piece of art, right? In as much as we like to say art imitates life, this is very, to me, it draws a parallel to the, the conversation that's happening right now with Zendaya and Euphoria. Zendaya is in her 20s. However, because of how she became famous, she does have a very youthful following, some of whom are still underage. And they might see Zendaya in kids' movies and in Spider-Man and so forth and be like, yo, I love Zendaya. I want to watch whatever she's in. And they'll see she's in Euphoria, not realizing that Euphoria is for adults or not caring. Because when I was a kid... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, did you ever watch Kids, Dan? When we, there's a movie called Kids. Oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, wait, this is good. So, no, I haven't watched Kids it. was an indie movie, but it was a very graphic indie movie. It was depicting the life of, of teenagers who were having sex on drugs. Um, it was very raw, no pun intended, mm-hmm. but... It was of that. It was. It was. It was. It's almost like those those, those type of movies where you watch and you're like, wait, who is this for? Because the teens who are kind of in the age group to watch this are too young to watch the movie. Um, so, is it just for like people in the young twenties? Because if you were like a 30, 35, 40 year old watching kids having sex, it's creepy. You know what I mean? It is very creepy. But <clears throat> that's what that movie was about, and I remember that movie. And in as much as it was disturbing, it was also illuminating. I watched the first season of Euphoria. I haven't watched the second season yet because I'm waiting for the episodes to, to, to stack up a little. But in as much as it was a concerning show, it was also like, oh, is this what's going on in California? Like, is this what kids are dealing with? And I could draw parallels and I was like, you know what? I can actually see how, this is how modern kids are living their lives in high school because when I was in high school, this is what was going on. And if we had access... Okay, you know me and my tangents. You know me and my tangents. This is, this is in, New York all over again. Yes, uh, this, is my, this, is, this is my new thing. This is my new brand. So in as much as I say that, I, um, I, coming back to this, my whole point is art is made for art's sake. 
the age of the girl or the actress or the model in this is not really relevant to me because it's mm-hmm. artistic expression. The only question would, I would, would say is, is like, if, if she is older than the legal age, right, then I can't really, I can, I can, once again, I can go, mm, I'm a little uncomfortable with it, but I get it. In as much as some, excuse me, sometimes watching Euphoria and there's a naked uh, person, I know that this person actually is older than 18, but in the show, they're younger mm-hmm. than 18. So I kind of feel weird, like, mm, you know what I mean? But I understand the artistic reason for this scene. Sometimes there is just gratuitous nudity. Like with Game of Thrones, sometimes mm. there was a dick on screen just for the sake of having a dick on screen. It, it, it added nothing to the narrative. And that's why I'll be like, come on guys, what are we doing here? But if, if it's art for artistic sake, then fair and fine. My issue here is the ham-fisted way a legitimate topic was addressed. And that is the problem. Because yes, the issue of child marriage, dating younger is a real issue. It's a real societal issue that does need to be addressed. But you don't address it by going against the music video, one. And two, the way it was handled, not only with these tweets, but within those club, um, not clubhouse, but um, Twitter spaces. Spaces, yeah. I don't see how it furthers the argument. I don't see how it helps. Because yes, the issue of child marriage is real. The way you guys are going about, okay, who are you trying to preach to? Because the people that follow you or people that are or feminists, or allies understand the issue. So we, we, we are all on board. Andrika. Child marriage is bad. The people you are trying to speak to are the people who don't understand this issue or the people who legitimately know of the issue and are like, I don't, I don't care. Or you know what? Child marriage. Ah. You know what I mean? Those are the people you're trying to speak to. If those are the people you're trying to speak to, please explain to me how approaching the topic in the way you did is going to sway their views instead of just making them dig the heels in more. So that's also kind of what I was going to say as well. See, um, on the one hand, yes, there is a problem with the culture of general entertainment as a whole. Um, You know, a lot of music videos are very much like, oh, the young girls are the hottest ones and whatever. Um, I remember, I don't know if you remember watching How I Met Your Mother, Barney Stinson's whole character was, ew, she's over 25. I can't speak to her or something like that. Meanwhile, this is a damn near 40 year old man. Those kind of, those kind of like portrayals in popular culture are problematic, especially in an environment like in Zimbabwe, where in some places of the, of the country, child marriage is very rampant and there are people who have those problematic views. So I can understand the thought process that, Hey, the fact that the girl in this video is so young, it might be a concern that we want to just talk about as a general overall view. But I, you wouldn't come for the music video because the music video is just doing what every other music video does. Why would you say Takura has a lot of young girls in his video? Like, whoa, 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 calm down. Don't most people have young girls in their videos? And how young is she? She's of legal age, first of all. So that's mm-hmm. one thing. Are we saying that we need to revise legal age? Is that the discussion? Because then that's a whole different discussion. There's a different way to approach it. Are we saying that people should not be in music videos unless they're 20 or 21? That should be the legislation. Well, make your case supporting that. Not Takura is a predator because he had a young girl who's 18 or 19 in his music video. That's just, come on. That's, 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 
the wrong, like I'm saying, it's a very ham-fisted way of approaching a very legitimate issue that needed to be discussed. And I think for her, it must suck because she was probably very excited to be in this music video. And then she sees how people are speaking about it. That must suck for her. At the same time, Takura, Takura, it, it, let's just say, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but I would like to think Takura was simply thinking, I want to get a model or an actress for this video that will come across and do the job. So he was like, okay, let me look for one. Hey, you look like you could do the job. Come through for an audition. She went there with her mom, by the way. Mm -hmm. Her mom dropped her off. Her mom was there on set when they were shooting and her mom took her with her when they were done. Which is another thing. Let's look at what she did in the video. That video, innocuous. Absolutely innocuous. There was nothing untoward, nothing... um, you know, inappropriate or anything like that. It was, like it was at, a video at most, of- At most what, they were holding hands on the swing. That's it. Do, do you know what I mean? So- but I mean, if you're uh, holding hands with a rapper, then look, it's already too much. But, That's but, not but, 18 but, in my but, book. But this is, and this this is, speaks to the, the, the point I'm making is in the, in the past few months, there's two things. And I don't know this this person- I don't know this person well. I've I've only seen her a couple of times on the timeline and it's never been for anything good. So that's one thing. However, I, now I'm speaking generally. I'm not speaking about her. I'm just speaking generally now, Dan. Generally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are, so there, Tanya. <laughs> there are people <laughs> with, no, with no actual reasoning. Like people who think they're intellectuals and try to speak like intellectuals but lack intellect, which is a kind of a key ingredient of being an intellectual. So you have mm. these ham-fisted, these half-baked ideologies or thoughts, or you'll start off at a common place. Like we'll, we'll start off in the same place. Child marriage equals bad. And then you start drawing all these weird false perils and these weird connections. And ultimately what it does is, and I alluded to before, is it just creates more partisanship. It just, it bifurcates things. Now you're either on the pro-Takura side or the anti-Takura side. It's, the argument is no longer about child marriage or this and that. It's now whether I'm right and I'm digging my heels in and now you're just doing mm. whatever you can to validate your, your point and you're not really addressing the issue. And then what that does is the people who could have been swayed by the argument are now going in the opposite direction because like, wait, I don't want to be associated with that. And okay, then be, you force your fair, allies. Though. Let me finish. And then you force your allies to now take a weird and compromised stance because they're like, "Yes, child marriage is bad. You're going about it in the wrong way." But I don't have the the new. I don't have the the leeway because it's social media to bring up a nuanced argument because now it's become so partisan that either you're with me or you're against me. And ultimately, I don't see how this is going to help. Us move forward as a culture. I don't see. I, I I like. I genuinely, for the life of me, I and I've been thinking about this, and I've been speaking to people. If I was Phil, and I didn't really understand the issues with dating a younger person, or I didn't understand the issues with grooming, or I didn't understand the issues with child marriage, you know what I mean? I would hope and think that, at the very least, any any human who's not a sociopath with any form of common sense would understand that, yo, child marriage is marrying, marrying someone under 18. Illegal, wrong, don't do it. I would hope that they understand. In fact, is this 18 or 16 in Zim? Anyway, that's besides the point. Right? I, uh, let's just put it at 18. They understand that's wrong. Mm-hmm. 
but then the moment they legal because that's another mentality you guys have is like ah the moment she's 19 I'm there no matter how old they are no moment mm-hmm. 19 I'm there without realizing how problematic that is if those people and they, in in their mind they might not even view it as bad the the families of the the girl they did he might even view it as bad because culturally they don't see anything wrong with that right and now you're trying to raise a very valid and nuanced point about the dangers or the problems with dating someone so young and you bring it up in such a ham-fisted way you're not going to sway them if anything you're going to make them dig the hills in more and that's in why in her I'm defense like, phil mm-hmm. hear me out in her defense and women have said this for a long time we are past the point of trying to con- persuade or to convince or to teach at this point we are going to be just as a quote if you want to use the word hamfisted as men are sometimes so i i i don't necessarily blame her for not considering how people who are not on her side may respond what i will say is i think she attacked the wrong issue which is takura's music video because that's not the issue takura's music video there's nothing wrong with it compared to any other music video it's pretty much just the same the music videos as a whole a culture as a entertainment culture as a whole might have an issue with objectifying women might have an issue with promoting uh, um you know that kind of culture of younger women being attractive to older men and all that sure that may be where we need to have we need to have the discussion so if the tweet was and and you know i'm not intending to tweet on a queen's behalf not at all but i'm saying if the tweet said something along the lines of this takura video reminded me of my worry about how music videos as a whole or entertainment or pop culture as a whole seems to promote these wrong mindsets a b c d of course there would still be people that are, are, are you know disagree with that and they'll say no eh hey, we want to do whatever we want with young girls of course those people exist but now at least the the people who are on your side and whatever are like yeah you know you're actually right not to say that takura is necessarily in the wrong because i mean i don't think he is unless unless we know for sure that he is like let's say for example those apparently fake fake tweet screenshots were real um let's say we knew that then that's a whole separate discussion but his whole thing takura's whole thing was like yes i do scout people on instagram i send them a dm i encourage them to come for auditions and demos i would like to hope that all of that is done properly so far it seems like it is so i mean that's not the issue the issue is not takura having a young girl in his video the issue is <laughs> young girls as a whole there's a culture this that seems to have developed as a whole and maybe that's something worth discussing or worth looking into and the problem is most people's response also to her tweet wasn't hey okay maybe you're coming for the wrong person but maybe as a whole this is something that we should talk about it most people a lot of people's response was hey that's why you're single that's why you're ugly that's why you're like you know again now you have this situation like you said it started off somewhere which was perhaps a wrong statement but not completely wild and then it now escalates too quickly so long story short as we've always said on this podcast i feel almost every episode philip every conversation every discussion doesn't have two opposing sides there's nuance there's balance there's understanding that needs to be had from both people in fact i came across a very very powerful statement this week which said if you cannot clearly articulate the other person's opinion then you have no right to disagree with it mhm so if we are sitting in a place and i can't clearly articulate Tanya's opinion is a b c d but she said this. If I can't say that and she would agree that yes that's my opinion, then I can't sit here and say Tanya's wrong, I disagree with it. And if everyone had that mindset, we wouldn't have 
such crazy discussions. Same with Tanya. If she can't clearly articulate, Takura did A, B, C, D, and I disagree with that. And she now has to resort to all these statements that are broad and covering everything. Then we have this mess. So I would encourage you, before you disagree with someone's statement, make sure you can clearly articulate what their position is or what their statement is. Because then you understand the nuances and then you can come up with a, it's not, so you're saying. I know this is a quote deaf ears. I just realized. We're two men discussing a woman and an issue that affects women. This is true. We are part of the problem. I mean, Damn it. We were so close then. We were so true. close. We were so close. And m- m- Let's call a woman for balance. Which woman can we call? Which woman can we call as a, as a, as, as like a, a safety net? Don't you have a pick me? Do you have a pick me somewhere there? <laughs> Let's call a pick me. <laughs> the wildest tweet I ever saw was, gentlemen, just get yourself a pick me and no happiness. <laughs> and I can't argue with it. I, mean, I can't argue. I can't argue with it. <laughs> no, the problem is, the problem with pygmies is they're dumb, Dan. So, ah, like, so, do you want to be happy or do you want to have an intelligent partner? <laughs> I want an intelligent want? partner. <laughs> may I want strife in my life, Dan? You See, know me. That's may what I, I want. Tra- May I attract it? Look, I said you did that. Smart, smart. I like that. That's smart. Yes. May I just want turmoil, you know? So, ah, I don't want peace. I want problems, always. I'm a problem solver, then. That's what, keeps, that's what wakes me up at night, you know what I mean? Just, I, I want to solve problems. That's what keeps me going. I wish, you know, I wish I was okay with just settling with a pick me. I feel like I would find happiness and ignorant bliss. You, you know, know what I mean? Here's something that I just thought of that is actually very poignant. Have you ever had an argument with a smart woman and she raised yes. the point so good? Like you, you, you were stumped. Like she, she had you on the ropes and she hit you with that knockout blow. And you're like, damn it. Philip, twice a week. Twice a week, Philip. <laughs> that is the worst feeling, brah. <laughs> and you know, you know, like when you, you're dating like a really, really smart woman and then I don't know what it is with women they'll forget what they want to eat or what they ate like yesterday. They'll forget, got out of the mind. Mm-hmm. They'll mm-hmm. forget to wash the car. They'll forget to clean the car. But when it comes to the a Sunday night, when they sent you three paragraphs, they will remember every word and they'll remember your response. And then three years later, they'll be like, remember that time when you, I said, this, now look, and you're like, what? And you say, no, that never happened. I said, yeah, it did. And then now you got to search through your chats and then you find the chat and you're like, damn it. And she's just recalling facts like this. Uh, it's the worst. So ultimately, what we're saying here, guys, is you have two choices in life. A pick me or a woman that will remember random facts when you least need them to. <laughs> Phil, it's clear that we've decided to, we've decided we don't want peace. We've chosen problems always. So if you chose a pick me, nah, my king, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah you, know Philip, I, are, nah, you know what? I like being looked after, but when it's sometimes when it's too much, you know, boy, like, yes, make me a nice meal, but not every day. Like the moment I walk in the house, I have the bowl ready, wash my feet. Nah, 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 no. You know, you, you also want to add a bit of spice. You know, sometimes it must be, who is this who you're following on Instagram? Why? You know, when did you no, start following? No, 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 no. That, that I don't do. No, <laughs> yeah, that I don't, no, no, no. That you I don't say do. that, but <laughs> nah, nah, no, that I don't do. Ah, uh, no, 
No, that's that, that's a totally different thing. No, no. my my so, thing is, um, is is when she starts quoting Nietzsche. Like when she starts quoting Nietzsche, that's a rap. It's a rap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about podcasting. This is a topic that's near and dear to our hearts. So uh, I'm go- I'm going to oversee Phil. You might have some more detail, but uh, just as an overview, Joe Rogan is probably the biggest podcaster in the world. Mm-hmm. He currently has a podcast on Spotify. That mm-hmm. Spotify paid uh, in excess of $150 million to Joe Rogan to host on Spotify. Now, Joe Rogan's uh, podcast is very popular for many reasons. First of all, it's been around for a long time. But secondly, mm-hmm. he often has controversial topics. And I would say Joe Rogan doesn't necessarily have the controversial opinions himself many times. Many times it's his guests that say all kinds of controversial things. And Joe, as any good host, he encourages them to keep talking Sometimes mm-hmm. with little nods of agreement and little like, oh yeah, you mean like this? And thing. then yeah, and there's been and many iconic, maintaining plausible deniability. But like, hey guys, I'm a comedian, I'm an idiot, I don't know. This is what my guest said. Yeah. So he's had many very notable guests on his show, including people like Kanye West, who said some wild things, like Elon Musk, who smoked up on his show and that kind of thing. Anyway, uh, last week, Joe Rogan had, in fact, not just last week, but I mean, there's been several issues. Okay, so Joe Rogan had two doctors on his podcast. Uh, let me see if I can get their names. Um, they, I have them over here. He had um, <laughs> he had two doctors who were described as having different viewpoints from the mainstream narrative. The free thinkers, um, man. The free here. thinkers, man. So, in a recent episode, Joe Rogan had the cardiologist, Dr. Peter mm-hmm. McCullough, and the immunologist slash virologist, Dr. Robert Malone, on his podcast. Dr. Peter McCullough is apparently the most published doctor of all time. Means I don't nothing. know if that's true, but that's what Joe Rogan said. Yeah, in, in, in which, uh, Dr. In, Robert in which Malone. Journals? Which journals? Yeah, that's a good point. But Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents in the production of mRNA vaccine. On the podcast, he claimed to be the person who invented the vaccine, but in terms of being accurate, What's actually accurate is he owns several patents as part of the process that was making the mRNA vaccine. So that's the situation. So both of these doctors were on the podcast and both of them basically had bad things to say about the vaccine, which is completely different to what most doctors say. They basically say the vaccine is bad. It does bad things to you. GGG, people are just doing what, 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 what. So Joe Rogan put out the podcast. As you can expect, there was international furor because Joe Rogan has allegedly 11 million global listeners. Um, Neil Young is an artist who's on Spotify. By the way, I, I don't know if I mentioned Joe Rogan is exclusive to Spotify. That's why they paid him so much money. You can't listen to Joe Rogan anywhere else except Spotify. Um, many artists came out and said, if this is the kind of content that's going to be on Spotify, I do not want to be here. Take my music off. Artists like Neil Young, legendary white people music person. Um, artists like um, Joni Mitchell. I think several other artists. Indiari just came uh, again, out earlier. Yeah. And they said, we don't like, the thing is, Joe Rogan is spreading misinformation on his podcast. We don't want to be on the platform that promotes this. We out. Spotify said, hey, we just a platform. Joe Rogan says what he says. We don't even own the podcast. We just have exclusive distribution rights. And uh, Joe Rogan himself came out with a statement. He posted on his Instagram, 
And I was quite surprised because when I first heard this story, I had already made my own conclusion. Ah, as usual, Joe Rogan doing his thing, pretending to not know what he's talking about, but spreading misinformation. But when I listened to him explain and articulate what happened, I must say I found it to be very reasonable. It's very long, so I won't play it. But he says, to, para- to paraphrase, he says, guys, I made a podcast that was just conversations. To my surprise, people liked it. To my surprise, it got popular. To my surprise, Spotify paid hundreds of millions of dollars of me just talking. People started saying, can we book this person on your show? Can we book that person on your show? I don't know. I don't even know much about that. I don't even try to control that. I just want to have conversations with people. I don't judge if a person has uh, the right information or the wrong information or is this person blah, blah, blah. In my opinion, I just want to have conversations with people who are interesting. Then he listed the credentials of these two doctors. And he said, from what I know, this person owes patents in the production of mRNA vaccine. So I wanted to hear his opinion. I don't know if I agree with it. If I don't agree with it, I just wanted to have a conversation with him about his opinion. Same story with this Peter person. He's a highly published doctor, very well respected in certain fields. And again, I wanted, he had a controversial opinion to what was mainstream and I want to have a conversation with him. Now, I don't promote these guys. I've, I've, on my podcast, I've had Sanjay Gupta, who is a, you know, very vocal and very well-known in the, in the Biden administration as someone who's a proponent of the vaccine. He says, I've had, he listed different people, the current director of the task force for getting vaccinated on the show. I had them recently as well. So I'm trying to have conversations with everyone. I don't agree or disagree necessarily with anyone. I'm just having conversations with people, firstly. Secondly, Spotify asked me, can we put a, a, a disclaimer at the beginning of your show that says, please note that the, the guest in this particular episode has a different viewpoint to what the majority of uh, established doctors say. Don't use this to make a decision medically. Rather, go consult your physician. And Joe Rogan was like, that sounds reasonable to me. Please put it on. Then he said, I heard that there were several artists, including Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and so on, who were, who were taking their, their music off of Spotify. I'm very sorry to hear that. I'm a huge Neil Young fan. And then he told some weird story about being a security guard at a Neil Young concert one day, which had absolutely nothing to do with this story. But anyway, his point is, I'm a fan of his music and I'm sad to hear that they feel that way. And I hope there can be some kind of agreement that can come in place. But I didn't promote misinformation. I didn't go out there and say, this is what you must do or this is what you must do. I had a conversation with people, which is what I've always done on my podcast. And you know what? I kind of respect that. I kind of respect that. And I kind of agree with it. Even though, as you know, Phil, we've been very big proponents of vaccination here. I think there's, it's not, it's, I think it's a wrong step because this changed my mind. Listening to him speak changed my mind. Because initially I was like, ah, remove those episodes. Is encouraging people not to get vaccinated. But I mean, when I think about it, I don't think that people's viewpoints shouldn't be heard. Maybe they shouldn't be promoted or they should be clearly labeled as, mm, this is misleading, this is false. But if there's a legitimate reason, as in this is an expert, he doesn't agree with the majority of other experts, but this is an expert, air quotes, in this field, and he's got the credentials to back it up. Let's hear his opinion. <clears throat> and it should be up to the intelligence of everyday people to be like, nine out of 10 doctors say you must get the vaccine. This one doctor says you mustn't. What am I going to do? So... That's kind of where I'm now sitting after having heard his response. He sounded very measured. He sounded very logical. I, it wasn't what I expected it to be. I didn't listen to the podcast, so I don't know how bad the information in the podcast is. But if he really does have those credentials, then I don't see why he shouldn't just have that conversation. 
Anyway, what do you think? Mm. Fair enough. Um, well, I've been reading the articles and I've been seeing the reaction and I'm also frustrated because it's not being reported correctly. So I think let's start at the beginning. Oh, at the beginning of this particular incident. Neil Young did not say or did not go to Spotify or email Daniel Eck or anyone else and say, take my music off. Because Neil Young mm-hmm. does not have the rights to do so. Neil Young's music and catalog is owned by Warner Music. Neil Young wrote a letter to mm-hmm. Warner Music and said, hey, this guy has people on his show that are promoting anti-vax. And it's not just this story. If you've been following Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan has been a very big proponent of taking ivermectin and he's been an anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. for quite some time. And Neil Young, as a, mm-hmm. as a polio survivor in particular with epilepsy, was triggered by that and was like, hey, vaccines have saved my life. This is particularly concerning. So please, can you guys take my, can you take my music off Spotify? Warner Music made a decision to comply. And then they read to Spotify because Spotify is a distributor. They have deals with all these record labels to distribute the music and they distribute on mass. They don't, there's not like a checklist when they're negotiating and say, oh yeah, no, you know what? We're going to, we're going to take Mario. We're going to take uh, Neil Diamond. We're, we're going to take Bruce Springsteen, R. Kelly X. They have to take all the catalog as is and distribute for the record labels. That's part of the agreement, right? So mm-hmm. it was the record label complying with Neil's young request. That's the first thing. Spotify um, as a podcasting platform and Apple as a podcasting platform and any any other podcasting platform, because we're familiar with all of them, ideally should be directories. They should just be, these are all the podcasts that distribute through us. Pick and choose what you want. We take no responsibility for them. We don't make any editorial decisions. However, in recent years, that has become muddied by the fact that people are now, or these organizations are now buying exclusive rights to podcasts to distribute because that's where they see the value in. And it got very muddy mm-hmm. when Apple Podcasts, for example, which were up until this point, very much the biggest directory in the world for podcasts, decided to take Alex Jones off their platform. That is no longer mm-hmm. a directory. They are now aggregators. And that was, they may not, they are now making editorial decisions. And that was a mistake. The second thing that makes it sticky here is, as you mentioned, Spotify buying the exclusive distribution rights to Joe Rogan's podcast. Because essentially, Joe Rogan is now a contractor slash employee for Spotify, which is now very different to Joe Rogan just distributing his podcast with Spotify. Because in one instance, Spotify can be like, ah, guys, we're just a directory. We just distribute. We have no control as opposed to, no, you guys give him hundred million. And now Spotify financially are in the hole here and they're incentivized to make sure that they get a hundred million back because they have to create a very popular term right now called shareholder value. <laughs> so that is what has made this conversation very sticky and very interesting. And that's the first thing. The, the second thing is, as you also mentioned, I agree with you totally. I am not for censorship in any manner, shape, or form. I am. I want. I want everything to be out in the open because it makes it a whole lot easier for me to know where not to go. It's. I can't remember whose joke it was, but they were like, "I actually liked it when the Confederate flag was allowed," 
because it made it very easy for me to know where not to go. Now that you guys are hiding the Corvette it, flag, it's hard for me to identify where I shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Is it banned? Well, it's um, isn't it at uh, Tin Roof? It's, is it banned or is it's, 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 uh, well, yeah, well, is it like publicly what, frowned on? It's frowned on, but yeah, that's the thing. Okay, it's like yeah. saying the N-word, you know? It's, it's not illegal, but it's frowned upon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> and so, that, so, that, uh, that's my that's my point. And then the the last thing I'll say is, I don't know Joe Rogan, but I've been following Joe Rogan for quite some time. I've I've seen some of the conversations he's had. I've listened to a couple of his episodes. Um, I do think Joe Rogan has an opinion. I do believe Joe Rogan has a set of values and a set of politics, and I think it's. It's impossible for anybody, especially with the platform and the conversations that Joe Rogan has, that your politics, your worldview is not echoed in the conversations you choose to have. I think think that's impossible. So in as much as he says that, and I'm pretty sure that 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 statement of his was ran through the PR cycle a couple of times. He's he's not as dumb as he claims to be. Joe Rogan is a very intelligent person. You don't, Mm. you, you don't get excluded. How do I put it? How do I put this? There's no one who does who is not business savvy, who's not incredibly intelligent, who builds the platform Joe Rogan has built across the multiple channels he's built it across, right? Because he's not only just a big name in podcasting, he's now a big name in UFC. He's a big name in comedy. He's a big name in legal cannabis. He's making money a lot of ways. You don't get that if you're dumb. Considering he signed the biggest podcasting deal we've ever seen. Ridiculous amounts of money. No matter what I think about Joe Rogan, I respect the man for doing what he did because he sold his podcast for hundred million and he maintained all the rights. He still owns it. Do you know how crazy that is? But I digress. In as much as he says that, yo, I'm just trying to have conversations. Come on, man. You have your worldview. People are going to yep. echo it. And yes, at that, at, at at his level, considering the conversations that he's had with, with, with Spotify, because this is not new. When Spotify signed him, there's a lot of episodes that magically disappeared from his stream, mm. and we know why they disappeared. Really, he knows why they disappeared. So there's so, that. So he's well aware of the liability that not only Spotify have taken on, but he has taken on. He's deliberately doing this because he's realized that if I, like we've discussed before, if you start speaking to a certain tribe, a certain people with certain beliefs they are more likely to support you. And that's what he's doing. I, I, that's, that's my opinion. It might not be the truth, but I'm that, that's my personal opinion. And the other thing is, in as you, much you as you do, might say, yeah, you're speaking to experts and hey, this person's well-respected, this and the third, I will always counter with the Nazis had well-respected doctors on their side too. True. <laughs> so, okay. To clarify, I like we've said already, obviously we are not anti-vaxxers, but I agree with you. S- censoring opinions is a wrong thing. Maybe opinions of unlearned or people who have no right to speak about something. Yeah. Those should be censored because then people are just talking about things they know nothing about. But if you can prove, or if you can verify credentials of this person has some knowledge on a particular topic, I think it's worth hearing them out. Um, so that's kind of what I meant. I don't mean like he was right to have them and so on. I do agree with you though that, so I, I'm referring to, Joe's, Joe Rogan's position in this whole current situation. But you're right. I, I hadn't properly given thought to his overall general viewpoint. 
Um, in fact, my brother just shared some some information about me. And while you were talking, also I I came across this excellent Guardian article which says Joe Rogan claims he's an he's not an anti-vaxxer. Is that true? And then it highlights different episodes and things that he said. So he said things, for example, like if you're young and healthy, don't get vaccinated. He's literally said that. He's mm-hmm. made claims about risks that vaccines have that they don't actually have. He's made claims about ivermectin, and like you said, and so on. So he he does obvious. He's already in that space of he's against the vaccine. So naturally, he's going to likely invite people who have the same view. To his credit, he's invited people who have the opposite view, and maybe that was because of pressure from Papa Spotify. Who knows? But so my point is, I disagree with them. I disagree with the information that was in the podcast. I do think a lot of it is misinformation, but I think he has a right to look for people who are credible, but may have a different viewpoint. Um, I think it, it would be responsible for, because, I mean, this is not just an issue of opinion for no reason. This is an issue of public health. This is an issue of people dying and so on. So I do think it's responsible for him if he were to add certain levels of, listen, we were just hearing someone's opinion, but it, it's, it's like, for example, you and I feel, you know, sometimes we may think if we were to sit here and we were to say, um, um, yo, uh, you remember like when we had a conversation about the vaccine from China and how much less effective it is against, um, against um, Omicron. Mm-hmm. See, some people might feel don't have that conversation because it might discourage people from getting vaccinated. And it's true. There might be some people who listen and say, I even heard Dan and Phil say that it's less effective against Omicron. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't have that discussion. We should, responsibility should still move us to want to say, guys, even though we feel this about this particular thing, overall, it is in the interest of public health for you to get vaccinated. And I think this is also not happening in a vacuum. This is not just a, a discussion that's happening in a vacuum. We are aware of the political climate that taking or not taking vaccines has become so politicized, literally people are dying because of it. So it's Joe Rogan's situation is not happening in a vacuum. It, it, so it's not just a case of should things be censored or not be censored. So I can understand someone who would say it might be a good idea to take this down because there are literally people dying because this is being used as proof and then they're not getting vaccinated, and then people are dying. So I can understand that reasoning. I wouldn't actually be against that in that direction. But as a general rule, I am, like you were saying, since, and it is a dangerous first step, but as a general rule, it's, so, it's very difficult so, to sort of make yeah, the, that, that that's distinction why, that, between I, public I would health. immediately push back against that because it's very easy to justify censorship when it's something we believe in. And even, even within us, as much as we believe ourselves to be intelligent and well thought out and balanced and fair and whatever that may be, once we we've we've started going down that road, it's very difficult to stop because now we've set a precedent. And I don't want I don't want Joe Rogan's episodes to be taken down. I mm-hmm. I want I want a free market to exist, and that free market, excuse me, for the most part works well, and it's working well right now. Where people are saying, you know what? Spotify, this is your employee. You guys paid him $100 million. This is, this is what he's using his massive platform and audience to talk about. I'm taking my dollars elsewhere. Simple. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is an effective way because as a consumer, it's also my right to choose where I spend my money. And therefore, Spotify in, will soon have to ask themselves, 
are we okay with being the Red Hat streaming service? Because that's what they're quickly becoming. <laughs> I can't believe Red Hat is now a thing. I would but love yeah. to hear if there's anyone out here, chances are if you listen to this podcast, you listen to other podcasts. Do we have any listeners to Joe Rogan? Uh, I would be a little surprised because, uh, I mean, I don't listen to him, but in my head, I've always thought of him as very conservative leaning, very, so, you know. He's very much, so Joe Rogan, I, like I said, I catch the very episode. Very Fox Newsy. But he's not very Fox Newsy. He's, he's a libertarian, but he does lean right a little, especially with, mm. It, with false facts, um, a, a, an example is like uh, just before the Spotify deal, he was talking about the farm murders in South Africa. Like they were really happening when they're not. And his reference was a Wikipedia article. The, there are no farm murders. White farmers are not being murdered at a farm. And people were coming in. And, you know, I don't know if you saw that clip that went viral um, mm-hmm. about two weeks ago where he was talking about young people yeah, uh, catching my uh, car, mild cardio myocarditis, whatever it is, um, heart issues after getting vaccinated, and the doctor was like, "No, there's there's no greater risk of a young person getting heart issues when they're vaccinated versus not." And the doctor was like, "Yes, there is." And he's like, "Pull up the facts," and then the, while on air, they pulled up the facts, and it proved that Joe Rogan was wrong, and getting vaccinated mm-hmm. actually reduced the health risk. And even then, yeah. he still doubled down. And he did the same thing back then where people were like, dude, there are no farm murders. If you look at the, the, the murder rate in South Africa, farmers are being murdered at a far lower rate than the average person on the street because South mm. Africa has such a high murder rate. So what are you talking about? And he still doubled down mm. because his worldview was white farmers are being killed in Africa. So that's my, world, that's my belief. And that's my point. And and obviously the the his his in immediate circle are probably the people that also have that same kind of belief. In fact, we, you and I met one of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that that guy that we met, very close friends with Joe Rogan, and we remember his world views. So I say I say all that to say I do not want Joe Rogan to be censored. I do not, I believe that sets a terrible precedent. I think, but already Spotify started set that precedent when they removed the Alex Jones episodes, and that's where that's why Spotify messed up. Ideally, Spotify Spotify did not think this. Does that mean does me does that mean everything must always exist on the platforms? Yes. I surely believe. there's surely there's a line that should that can't be crossed. No, no. For example, I be, I hate believe. speech or calls to. I'll give you an example, <laughs> an example that is often referred to. One of the one of the the big uh, tools that was used in Rwanda during the genocide was radio. Misinformation was spread on radio to encourage people to move towards the genocide. Don't you think that it makes it's not it's no longer censorship? For example, if a responsible person, and I, I guess it's very difficult to determine who is the responsible person, what are the checks and balances on them, and so on. I get it. But you can't just let everything exist because there are real-world consequences to everything. So, so my, my, my calls to kill the Tutsis is not... Yeah. I, so my, my point is they're terms of service. So already these platforms have terms of service. When we were submitting mm-hmm. our podcast to Apple many, many, many years ago, they clearly stated no sexually explicit content is permitted. And if you had sexually explicit content, you would not be permitted onto Apple. Right? So that is mm-hmm. a distributor. 
which already has set its clearly defined terms and they have editors who are trained to do it. My issue is you are adjusting your terms of services on the fly because up until this point, Joe Rogan did not violate your terms of service. You have okay, not so changed. The, okay, the wait, Joe Rogan well, situation, finish. we're yeah. in agreement, but, yeah. but Alex Jones as well disagree. So that's what I'm saying. If Alex, for, with Alex Jones, for example, there was no, mm-hmm. as far as I recall, and I could be wrong, but I don't recall a home run. No, this violated the terms of service. Because Alex Jones, much like Joe Rogan, is an intelligent individual. They, they don't speak directly. They, they, they don't say, kill all the, the N-words. They'll, they'll, they'll say it selectively. They're like, you know, this neighborhood has changed. You know, you know, you know, you know those dog whistle <laughs> words, the phrases that they like to use. So, and that's my issue. Unless there's a clear and direct thing here. And that's, a, that's another thing. Is Joe Rogan has plausible deniability because he can just say, guys, I'm having a conversation. This, this, my guests shared their opinions. These are the opinions of the guest. And if, as, as you mentioned, this is a published individual, their opinions have been published. Now, whether these published uh, journals were peer reviewed and so forth is a discussion for another day. But Joe Rogan is standing whether there. They're, whether they're even legit yeah. in the first but, place. But mm. the fact that even after the oldest Fuhrer, Spotify hasn't taken down that episode versus what they did with the Alex Jones episode when they relaunched is a clear sign that their terms of service have not been violated. So it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's, it's analogous. It's very broad. And my issue is once we start suppressing the opinions that we don't agree with, we're starting down a very slippery slope. So I in as much you. as you say like violence, hate speech, that what, whatever, whatever the, the platform deems to be fair, Let's follow that. So I don't want Spotify to change their terms of service on the fly or to start thumb sucking and seeing, okay, the wind is blowing this way today. Let's make this decision. No. Spotify made this. De- you don't spend a hundred million dollars. At least I hope so. You don't spend a hundred million dollars without weighing the pros and cons extensively. You don't spend a hundred million dollars without knowing what Joe Rogan brings to your platform. So with mm-hmm. that being said, I believe Spotify made a very calculated decision. Now, stand by it. Either you, you take the $100 million loss. Right now, they can't afford to because their stock price is under pressure and their operating margins are extremely thin and they are, they are doubling down on podcasting because they need to. And very far, ironically, just before this whole controversy, people were already asking questions about the, all the money that Spotify had invested in podcasting because all those big name podcasts that, that were supposed to have dropped that raised their share price a year and a half ago haven't been released. Megan and Harry. One episode, Barack Obama. They only did one season with, with Michelle and her brother. All these other big name podcasts that they announced, they were going nowhere. So they really, like right now, their only, their only cash cow, their own, the golden ticket in podcasting right now is Joe. So they... R- R- Rogan, not Biden. Oh no, I he left Saga. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, Philip, Philip, Philip. Okay, I, I actually, it's these are these are very very moot points. Actually, moot means up for discussion. These these are, okay. The point is, first of all, your your desire that a company is obviously always going to do what's best for their bottom line. So we're not talking about what Spotify value. should do. Shareholder we're, value. We're, um, we're, we're talking about what we believe. 
Do you think, and it's not a $100 million decision because a conversation ultimately is, should that episode be taken down? If that episode is taken down, most people will be assuaged. No. But you are right. It's wild that this particular episode is the one that was the trigger. So, By the way, I must say, so that Dr. Malone that I mentioned, the one who has nine patents or whatever, he was banned from Twitter. Once again. For COVID misinformation. See, so Twitter is a private entity with their own terms of service. They deem their terms of service to be violated and they made a decision, right? Which is the other thing here is, so it, we're now entering um, American American law versus um, public platform versus town Aye, square. Philip, I'm asking it, you, what do you think should happen? Not the legal ramifications. Do you think that if... In this case, the conversations, we both agree that opinions should not be censored. Whether we agree with them or not, generally opinions shouldn't be censored. However, mm. if someone's opinion has demonstrably threatened public health, is it responsible or is there someone who should be responsible to add that censorship? What if it goes further than public health? What if it's literal genocide? I once again, I re- I resort back to if it doesn't violate the terms of service or the laws of the country. Philip, believe yako. No, I don't believe that episode should be taken down. I don't believe it okay. should be because Spotify made the dis- They knew what they were getting. I don't believe that episode should be taken down. That episode should remain because that episode is I'm emblematic. Asking morally, I'm not asking. I'm not no. asking in terms of terms of service. Morally, I'm asking it should, morally. It should, it should yeah. not be either. Okay. In the same way, Mein Kampf I, should I don't, not be I don't banned from stores. I don't believe Mein Kampf should be banned from stores. Granted, there are a lot of people, I think the, the vast majority of people that are reading Mein Kampf are neo-Nazis, right? But I don't <laughs> yes. believe that Mein Kampf should be banned from stores. I think just the people who are reading it should have a close watch surveillance. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> okay, Philip, 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 we said this was going to be a short episode. Let's listen to, me, to some music and get out of here. There's two songs I want us to check out. It's Battle of the Hip Hop Artists. So someone we've paid a lot of attention to here. I'm a little disappointed in Holy 10, I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, because he's I think Holy 10 had a huge trajectory going upwards and it seems to have plateaued a little bit. Now, to be fair, obviously, there wasn't an incredible amount of room to grow, but I think he's, mm, I don't know what it is. The music is pretty much the same. I mean, it's not, it's not like he's had a significant drop in quality. I don't know what it is. There's something that's not clicking. I would love to sit with him and try and figure it out and have a conversation with him and whatever. Maybe we can get him on this podcast, but I want to see more. But anyway, he released this week a song called Mboyawa Namunya. Um, um, yeah, check it out. Yeah. <coughs> Ten. Turn down. Some of younger sounds like me. Ten. Uh. Turn down. 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 Turn on a party, but it's some way, but what's a calamar? My assumptions are who puts them when I wave. I'm a chugger, Jesu, I'm a chugger. I told you, don't go, Urku in that I'm just scared to. And this is John Cole, and this good night, I'm a 
dance moves. I was talking the Kamana Kiba friends. Kato Kamaksen, Kanga Kato, one of the pains, Kara Tanga Kunzo Kumba Kuneva, nuclear ponche. That one's from a chill, so that Tanga Kutaro says. Hey, and I hate Kumboku Sunya, but copper voice rank won't make you Muku Junior. And in us band, no Gavangava Wangu in under a band. In the Kono Tagawang, but and bad in band. In and but when in band. Holy Ted, what do you think? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of vibey. It's kind of cool, you know. Mm. Some bars, some bars. Did you listen to the um, the new project? Holy Ten's project. Yeah, the Juta people. No, I haven't. Oh. So, by the way, th- this particular song seems to be uh, directed at another artist by the name of Vols JT. I don't know if you caught the bars. He's over there saying, you know, I can, yeah, he trying to sound like me, whatever, whatever, whatever. This is Vols JT's response. Jack's or, on the track. I don't know. Round by Vaults JT. The Vaults has a Z instead of an S. Come on, you should know how to spell these things by now. Um, yeah, what do you think? It's okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't do you like, like anything new, Philip. <laughs> no, I do like anything. I just, I love, I love hip hop. I love Zim hip hop so much, but. It feels like every time Zim Hip Hop is on the verge of breaking through, it just stagnates. Uh, it's weird. I mean, Holy Ten hit a hundred million subscribers. I mean, a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube this week. Hey, hundred million. Listen to that. Um, so you know, that's an achievement. That's a uh, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> Have more enthusiasm, Philip. Um, no, like anyway, I said, it's, it's, uh, they're just not exciting. They're, they're not. They're not capturing the imagination. I don't want to hate. They're making music. They're just not capturing the imagination. Mm-hmm. Capturing our imagination. Maybe there's others whose imagination is being captured. You know. Uh, you listen to the new Musa Keys project. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, have you listened to the new Moby Dixon? I haven't, I haven't. I love Moby Dixon. Here's, uh, here's, here's Musa Keys. This is uh, Silema Popo. She do me something that time. She don't want Gucci design. 
but I'm, I'm playing the video. I really shouldn't Dude, be going on YouTube. Yeah. Damn, right. Because I want to watch the video. I love this song. It's great. Musa Keys and Louie. It's called Selema Popo. Popo. Um, anything else you want to drop, Philip? Or can we call it a night? Let me let me play you this this new mellow and sleazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll put him on the playlist. Have you listened to the, the new Russ album? Nope. Jump to. I, I don't really uh, listen to Russ like that. It is so good. I never listened to Russ like that either. And then, the, ah, ha, ha, this project is flames. I went back to his old. Chomp, I know Russ has actually been, he's been dropping hits. Yeah, I'll skip it. So I've noticed that Snoop Dogg has been dropping a lot of music lately. And then I remembered, oh yeah, he's now the the head of artist relations at Def Jam. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, like if you work at Def Jam and your boss is Snoop Dogg and your boss also happens to say, yo, this is my new single. Even if he's not a priority, he kind of becomes a priority on the label. You know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, see, yeah. like, did you see the video he did with uh, Two Shot and Ice Cube? No. Google it. No, wait, no, I saw that. I saw that. That was not a did you see, video. Did you see the announcement? Did you, did you see the announcement for the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, I did. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, I don't like. Like, <laughs> if personally, if that was me, I would maximize Def Jam's budget to promote my career. But it's also just weird because at this point in his career, you would assume Le- Snoop Dogg is now a legacy act. But he's now dropping, he's, he's dropping music like he's still active. You know what I mean? And he's getting priority budgets. Longevity, team, Dad. A longevity. Anywho. All right. Let's get out of here, Philip. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys so much for sticking around, listening to us ramble on. Um, it's always, you know what? Every time we say this is going to be a short one, then um, let, let me quickly refer to some listener mailbag. Someone hit us up with this. Hey, guys, please look into the Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition and then Sony buying uh, Bungie, creators of... Uh, the game that made Xbox popular called Halo. It's on par with the Google Apple Dyad. Is that supposed to be some other word? Or is this like a tick word? I don't understand. Happening now where you can see iMessage reactions in Android and how the blue versus green bubble war is going on. And that, that's that's from Dan's boy, Ali. Yeah, Ali yeah Microsoft bought Blizzard. What up, Ali? So um, they actually haven't bought, they made a bit, but it, it's, it might not get FTC approval. I I'm not I'm not sure it's going to go through because did it not go through. I thought it, it was accepted. No, it wasn't thinged because keep in mind. Remember the um, the AMD ARM deal was announced last year. It just got bounced. 
Because that's not that's that's not happening. So no, sorry, the Nvidia arm deal. That's not happening. So I don't think this is gonna go through. So because it's like Microsoft would have way oh, too it's, much it's, control. Okay, it's it's still waiting for. Keep in mind, uh, like Microsoft with the announcement not, of this, with the announcement of the this gaming company. Yeah, with the announcement of this intention, Sony's share price dropped twenty billion. That alone shows just how impactful that will be on the just in tech in general. So I'm not sure it's going to go through, especially what's going on with the FTC in, in America right now. So, okay, we'll talk that. Yeah, obviously. Phil, Phil, it's, 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 not, it's not supposed to be impactful. It's supposed to make sure that it doesn't create a monopoly, right? So the, the way the FTC works, the FTC, FTC's mandate is consumer harm. So they look for consumer yes. harm. That doesn't matter it's, if it's, it's a actually monopoly. it's actually not consumer harm. It's it's consumer harm in Europe. In in America, it's more about um, harming competition. That's the one that's that's mostly another reason why America is just very an, a very interesting company. It's more important country. It's more important for the companies to be okay than the people. Yeah. Um, but so so I I don't it I don't think it will necessarily. I mean, it's it depends on how they argue it because to me it seems like. Well, even if we buy Activision, we're still not the biggest gaming company in the world anyway. Yeah. So, so um, and, and in response to Oli's second point, it's I don't think it's it's on par with iMessage versus the rest of thing because Apple is a private company. They've created a messaging service. They've they've actually allowed it to be compatible with um, external parties with limited features. So, look at the size of that roach. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Philip, let's go, please. So please yeah, it's, it's not, it's, Ollie, it's not, it's not, it's not the same because Apple Ollie, is a private entity. Subscribe to Twit. This week in tech, they have an excellent breakdown of uh, Activision and Blizzard and uh, discussion about. Oh, Mark, I think uh, MKBHD has a great video on YouTube about green versus blue bubbles. Yeah, it explains the whole story back to front. Um, yeah. If we had if we had started talking about this at the beginning of the podcast, we could have talked more. But I'm tired now. Please, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us ramble. As usual, we appeal to you for your assistance in keeping the con- in keeping the podcast going. As you may have heard at the beginning of the podcast, we have purchased some new equipment. Um, you know these things are not free, so we need you to continue supporting via Patreon. You can go to twobroketumbos.com forward slash donate to find out how you can uh, su- support us. You can become a patron. Uh, you can join the exclusive WhatsApp group where we have great conversations and you get extra perks. Um, you can use whatever amount you want. It's fine, you know, um, but, you know, also think of us, you know. You can also send a, a once-off donation uh, anytime you want. Same place, twobroktumbers.com forward slash donate. If you can't or you don't have the money or you're stingy or whatever the case is, that's okay. You can support us in other ways. You can uh, follow, subscribe, like us on all our social media, share the podcast, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. This week, please, if you use Apple to listen to your podcast, just drop it in there. Just five stars. Great. I love Dan's voice. I wish you know I had met him before you got engaged. Whatever it is you want to write, you can just <laughs> drop it in there and um, and we would really appreciate that support. And otherwise, um, we, will, uh, we will catch you in the next one. Do you have a song you want to end with, Philip, or can I add one here? Add away, Dan, add away. I would like to end, not with a new song. Newish, but an Ama Piano song that I have been punishing very much. Oh, no, wait. There's a new sh- a new song that I heard today, Philip. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, oh. Philip. It's Diamond Boys. And I want to see if it's, if it's, 
dropped. Ah, no, it hasn't dropped yet. Ah, it was only sent as an exclusive to radio. Oh, no, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. <laughs> Diamond Boys and Chiweda, it's called Link Up. Ah, oh, what a tune. So, yeah, love to end with this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we will catch you in the next episode. Um, peace and love. Bico, 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 bico,